This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right. Are we ready for the next half of the show? Let's hope and bring it on. We have we have Craig Williams. Um, oh, what, what, okay. Craig doesn't seem to be quite there at the moment. Um, so we, we 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 he seems to be there, but it's maybe it's the ghost man that's returned again. We also have Sutty. <clears throat> How you doing, mate? Good evening, David. Good evening. I have to say it's great to have you uh, joining, um, wearing another one of your fantastic, uh, describe the tracky top that you're wearing for all the listeners that aren't watching tonight, mate. It's a little bit of feeler tonight, Dave, with uh, a poppy. With the poppy on, absolutely. We'll get on to that later. We are going to get onto that because there's a big point that you want to make regarding um, the uh, the respect in the stadium from yesterday. I know that you want to bring that on. Um, we we have well trying to get Craig, but it doesn't seem to be working. But we've I'm, also got. I'm here, Dave. I'm here, Dave. Oh yeah. Evening, guys. I am. How are you? Can you hear me? We can hear you, but we can can't hear see you, mate. We can hear you, but we can't well, see you, mate. Well, you can't see me, but but I'm like not not in my shed. Um, I'm on my way back from Leicester, so so that's why I'm uh, I'm a bit dark. But I'm I'm not looking at you, but I am talking to you. How you doing, Keith? On your right? Are you Craig? How are you, mate? Just be careful, All right, Craig. Buddy. Yeah, really, really well. Craig, how are you, Dave? Back. You okay? Yeah, Craig's been to band practice, haven't you? I have. Uh, yeah, it's a really busy time for me at the moment. I'm I'm doing about eight rehearsals out of every ten days, so it's uh, it's a real busy time. But but I love it, and I love my team. But uh, I want to please yesterday, but you carry on. We'll talk about that in a minute. Absolutely. 
and we were also joined who's back from his holiday home cheerful chris how you doing mate Hi, chris. yay hello mate yeah i'm not so cheerful this weekend dave but um but we'll carry on well hey, I'm, mate, chris. I'm gonna get another cup of hello, tea Keith. hello craig how are you buddy okay yeah 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 Oh, I can sort of see Craig when the lights come on now. Um, Hello, he guys. <laughs> just be careful. Just be careful. I'm not looking at, uh, at the screen. I'm only talking to you. Okay. So, uh, we're going to go first to Sooty uh, tonight. He's, uh, he's got the feeler top on. But Sooty, let's kick off with the uh, with the points that you want to raise uh, tonight um, regarding uh, Remembrance uh, Day and the um before the game you want to raise a point regarding that don't you well i do dave because everything else that happened yesterday for me personally is is meaningless really because um how can i put it dave everybody stood in inside the stadium was respectful yesterday but i would say by the noise that was coming off the concourse in the away end and the shouting and bawling and that clearly clearly came out through the the openings into the into the stadium i was absolutely disgusted dave even if you don't want to pay respects and stand there just keep your mouth shut just, yeah. just be quiet and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there now tonight. Next week is our turn, and our football club was let down massively yesterday by probably I would say the amount of noise that was in there 50, 60 individuals getting pissed up, shouting, singing, um, and I was I was really let down by him yesterday. And so next week is our turn. So I plead with everybody to get in that ground, in their seat, 10 minutes before. And so there's no shuffling to seats when the last post is being played. And just have a little bit of reflection time on what it actually means. And if they don't know what it means, then come and find me. I'll tell you what it means. And I'm not even a military man. I'm, I was never in the military, right? But those that were basically gave everything for us and still do to this day, Dave. And if you can't give 10 minutes of your time with one minute of silence for our football club, then I'd be happy to see you never go in there again. Well said, mate. And it's a really important point that you made because, you know, we were all in the stadium, you were in the stadium. I didn't get the pleasure of uh, seeing you yesterday. I think you bumped into, um, I think you bumped into Chris, didn't you? Gaffer? I did, yeah, yeah. He told me after the match and everything. Um, you know, we were all in there like 10, 15 minutes before in the stands. I thought the last post was played really uh, impeccably because it's not an easy thing. Emma, funnily enough, we're talking on the way back, um, the producer, She's played the last post a few times from our band 
Uh, she played it at places like Litchfield Cathedral. It's not an easy thing to play and pitch. Uh, right, Craig will know all about that, being a uh, brass band person himself, especially when you're playing in front of like nearly 30,000 people. I thought they played, they played it really, really well. Um, and I thought, as you said, all the Sheffield United fans, um, the vast majority of the Wolves fans stood there in silence. And then, you know, I was hearing it, some people in the in the concourse, whether they realised or not, they should have been in the seats, singing around, totally oblivious to what was going on in the stands. And there was even a couple of people that actually got very annoyed within the stand, the Wolves support, that were telling them to shut up and shouting down at them, weren't they, as well? Because when that's, you know, a match that's watched around the world, you know, as it will be, and, you know, okay, it's, three, it's a 3 p.m. kickoff, it's, you can get it on the fire stick and what have you around the world. You know, it reflects again on our fan base. And this is something we touched on earlier a little bit that some people think it's fun or great to have a pop at the, you know, love him or hate him or whatever, like players. I've had abuse, Manny's had abuse, Fabio Silva's been getting shed loads. You know, he came on for 10 minutes, he's distraught. We talked about, you know, whether or not, you know, he's good enough. That's that's a, a fair comment. You can have an opinion on that, but he shouldn't be getting abused. Um, and it's it always seems to be a small minority that bring the rest into into a little bit disrepute. And that's the point that you're really trying to make. Is that well, it, it, it is, Dave. And it's it's been well known for decade upon decade that, football supporters we've had a bad name for decades Dave because we've always been very patriotic and we've always sang the national anthem and we've always you know stood for king or queen and ultimately Dave for our forces and for the selfless things they've done for us to be able to go to football matches sing our hearts out one minute Dave just one minute that's all it is get to your seat early show some respect and you can sing your heart out for the next hundred minutes with injury time nowadays but just have some respect i'll tell you now if that had been at an england game they'd been get they'd have been getting a real good hiding dave because people would have gone out onto them foyers and they'd have been ragged around i'm telling you now they won't put up with it and we as a club should be putting it out i hope that the club put it out uh, a memo on the official website say please get into your seats uh, early if you don't want to uh, stand and observe a minute silence come in at five past three mate absolutely and i'll tell you what i'll do I'll, i know like not everyone there's a lot of people who watch my channel that watch it around the world but there's a lot that go to the game i will make sure i mention that point uh, on the match preview that we do, shouldn't have, we shouldn't have to remind people, Dave, what's going on. No, we shouldn't have to. It's an absolute sodding disgrace. I tell you what, I'm with Keith. Anybody does that in morning on there next week, I'll be the one sorting them out. I won't stand for that. It's ridiculous. Oh, you work with the military as well, don't you, Chris? As well, I, I worked for the Ministry of Defence for 26 years. I've um, supported soldiers all my working life. I still do now. I've got two son-in-laws that both are. Uh, one is still serving and one has finished serving. And uh, all, all of my, my life has been about um, 
working with and supporting the military, and I just won't accept it. No, well said, uh, mate. Absolutely, you shouldn't need to be reminded. You're absolutely right, but uh, I think the club will probably put something else out uh, about it as well, and I will mention it as I say in the in the thing because it will. It is our turn, uh, and generally, Molyneux always does a really good job uh, from the club side of things, putting that on. It's just down to the, to the the whole fans, really. Uh, too, just quickly, Dave. Just um, if, I, I don't know if the, you you do get a few of the opposition supporters from the game that they've just won looking one looking into this if there are any sheffield united supporters watching this live well done for yesterday because uh you dug in and you played well uh, and please accept our apologies for the idiots that can't keep their mouths shut because we're not all like that absolutely well said mate and i wanted to bring that point up because i know it's something that you messaged me that you wanted, i wanted to get that right up uh top straight away uh craig um onto the game itself what points would you like to raise mate and just be careful driving there yeah yeah fine Dave. um i have never seen wolves play such a one-sided football game in that first half um we were so easily in control it was everything was so easy for us we were knocking it about like a training session but as soon as we we had we got into scoring positions. We did what we've been doing for a few seasons. And people just didn't take the responsibility that they should have been taking. Um, the, the, the one that summed it all up for us all was at the Samedo chance. I mean, all he needed to do was put his right foot through that. And, and the goalie wouldn't have, wouldn't have stood a chance. And, he, and, he, and he, he passes it sideways into a crowded penalty box when there was nobody in front of him other than the goalkeeper. And you can't, you can't explain that rationale, can you? You can't understand why our players get into those positions and then abdicate responsibility. But for the first half, we were massively comfortable. It, it, was, a, it was a decent Premier side playing, a, playing a, ch a low championship first division side. And the second half was probably the worst mental um, dereliction from our uh, side that I've seen us in many a year. We, we, we clearly came out thinking that the second half was going to be exactly the same. We weren't mentally prepared for it and we got well and truly mullered because we were slow. Uh, we, our passing was absolutely awful. Generally, Jose Saar needs a blooming lesson in distribution. His kicking is absolutely shocking and, 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 and has been for a long time. Um, the goal, the, the first goal against us was just, it was a fluke, wasn't it? I mean, the strike was great, but to put him in that position was an absolute fluke because it was like a pinball table and, and, he, and he literally couldn't have, couldn't have landed any better for him, could he? But, but, but defensively, gosh, we were so poor uh, for the goal I'm on about. Then we get back into it, and we didn't really deserve to. We didn't deserve anything after that second half performance. But I was really pleased um, uh, for the kid, Bellegrand, uh, getting his first goal. Tried to put himself about. And then, see, I'm one of these people. I, I, I understand. 
what I don't like VAR didn't again because the 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 tackle was around the side. Uh, Craig, we're losing you a bit there. We'll come back to you in a second, mate. Um, Chris, uh, are we... But VAR, yeah, off the back. Yeah, we, I think he's, he's driving, so he's going through a blip and blitty area. Uh, Craig makes the Second point there. That, Craig makes the point there that um, we were terrible second half. We didn't come out like we with any intent. I mean, the one thing I, I, I noticed when we came out second second half, we ran out. We ran out. They got together straight away in the middle of the pitch together as a team. You know, talking, it looked to me as if they were motivated. But what I think was, Sheffield made a change. Whereas in the first half, they let us play. They just let it, they didn't, they played a very low block. They didn't pressure us at all. Second half, they added an extra player, I think, up front. They pressed us into mistakes. We had a few warning signs. They got lucky with the deflection for the goal. It was a great hit. Nine times out of ten, it don't go in. A shot like that, it goes well wide, but it was well hit. So I was pushing back. He gets it, goes in on the other side of the bar. And, you know, we we, we struggled. It was The conditions were not very good. It, and Paul made a, a little bit of a, a comment in the match reaction that the rain and stuff was a little bit of a leveller um, for us in terms of the passing game. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. It was, it, But you've got to be up for it in those sort of games. And I thought we didn't capitulate again. We did get back into it. Bellegarde got the goal. You know, when we scored that goal in the 89th minute, we shouldn't be handing the initiative back to... Um, back Absolutely. To, uh, Absolutely. And, mate, it's your favourite person, Ryan Aitnery, that makes hey, a bell throw. This, Carry on. Pick it up, Chris. Well, what I'd say is... The rain wasn't the rain wasn't an issue the week before against Newcastle and we were sitting soaking wet and we come back and, and and twice we came back in that game and drew. So I'm not I don't think the weather was that much of an issue. Um it I, I try and liken it I think I try and liken it to a, a a bit like a boxing match, a bit like Tyson Fury last week. He's supposed to win, he's he's got all the tools to do it and after the fourth or fifth round, halfway through the match, he's he's not done it, and and the other lad gets confidence, and that's what happened. They 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 come back out at half time and thought, hey, hang on, these lot here should have been at home and dry them. They haven't. We we've, we've got a chance. Let let's give it at them. Let's see if they can. Let's see if they can uh, carry on, and we just melted away. And and yes we scored the goal but we couldn't pass the ball to each other we were we were marking people it was shocking the second half and you've got to put these chances away we played we play well first half but we 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 we've got we've got to got to take the chances we've got to score the goals and and, and we haven't done it so we we're, we're giving the opposition the chance to do it you know and and you know we we haven't come on to mr jones yet but we're giving we're giving the opposition we're giving the referee a chance for us to um, come back at us. Now, now you go on to my favourite player. This is why I don't like him because he's he's got this in him. How how a professional footballer is giving away a foul throw with five minutes to go in the opposition half and and causing us to get the ball turned over. And I was really happy. Gary O'Neill said exactly the same thing in his conference afterwards because. I was seething. It's you know just it's he, he just he just threw the ball down the wing, thinking we we're going to try and 
you know, do something here. And, and yeah. Yeah, well, we just... to say it handed the initiative straight back, and if if he might, if he doesn't make that basic mistake, people they can't like... score if they haven't got the ball, Dave. Well, I know, but like, that's what I'm saying. Fabio Alcake is is getting the pelters for the penalty, even though like it wasn't a penalty. But ain't Norrie is the guy that makes a foul throw to give the ball back when we're in their half, in control of the ball a chance to create a second goal to win the game and we hand the right back they have to go back get a corner off it and then get the penalty and okay it's not a penalty and even the Sheffield United fans have been on tonight saying it's not a penalty but it's given and then they've won the game off it but if he yeah. doesn't make the, the ball's got to be in the box the ball's got to be in the box for him to have a penalty if he kept it at the other end of the field run it in the corner well, that's, you know, that's what I'm saying. You know, we, we, we got away with one when we got the goal and, and we hadn't turned up after half-time and to get the, get get back in the game and get a point, I, I would have lived with that because the second-half performance was shocking. But, you know, yeah. I, I can't I can't forgive that sort of stuff. And, I, you, know, you know, I'm always moaning about him, Dave, and that's just that's just an example of why. And I, I don't need to say any more. So, T, I want yeah. you to come in on, on, on that, mate, if you can. Uh, I think Craig wants to make a point after that as well. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, so, T, obviously, at the end of the game, the VAR, the Fabio thing, giving the ball away, what's your take? Game management, isn't it, Dave? Can't win. Make sure you don't lose, Dave. Especially when you just dragged yourself up out the trenches. And let's be honest, I mean, we should have been two or three up first half, Dave. They, they were... They were so bad, first half, Sheffield United, we had chance after chance, two or three really good chances. Get in the penalty area in conditions like that and just hit the target. Hit the target. He's only got to spill it. He's only got to bounce off some... I don't care for walking the ball in the back of the net, mate, as long as it goes in. I don't care. But we're a little bit too trying to score the perfect goal all the time. And then you come to the second half, Dave, and it is properly lashing down. There's water lying on the deck. And they've come up, and what they've done is they've upped 10%. And then it's the ideal storm. We've dropped 10%. And their tails are in the air, Dave. They've scored an absolute screamer. That kid will never, ever score another goal like that in his entire career. It just won't happen. I'm telling you now. It's a screamer. Um, and then, like, Bellegarde gets us back in it. You think 89th minute. Good. Take the point. Let's go. Yeah. Job done. That's exactly okay. what we were saying. Yeah. Job, do job done. Let's go. Fabio. Bless him. Oh, <laughs> I've started watching him, Dave. You know what I said to you a few weeks ago about his warm-ups and what have you. So I've started watching him and uh, uh, warming up. Johnny Otto, he was warming up with Johnny Otto and who Johnny Otto was going for a rigorous warm-up, keeping himself fresh and what have you, knowing damn well, unless there's an injury, he's never getting on, Dave, is he? Let's be honest. And then he's then warming up with Sarabia and he stood... He's been told to warm up. He stood with his hands on his hips, just stood watching Dave. Again, this happens week in, week out. 
and you're it, it, he, he must have known he was going to come on at some point Dave and I'm not I'm not having a go at him I'm not digging him out but you have to be the ultimate professional uh, and be ready to come on now let's just say for instance if we suffer a catastrophic injury like we did last week which has really like dented us at the moment and you've only been walking up and down the line the quickest i've seen him go for uh, on a warm-up dave was because he left his coat at the side of the pitch while he was warming up he went to the dugout and he trotted back to pick it up again now i don't think dave penalty aside it wasn't a penalty he's, he's the unfortunate one um it, you know it's it, what happens happened we've lost the game getting on to fabio I've tried my hardest, Dave, to say it's going to happen. It'll happen, it'll happen, it'll happen. I think for all parties, I think January is a major time. And if we get an offer, I don't think loans are going to cut it. It's all right going to Belgium and Holland and all of these, you know, where's he going to go next? Lower German sides. and it, It's all right doing this, Dave. But we've now got a we've got a um, a duty of care to him because he's clearly struggling and he's. If it was me, if I was offered ten to fifteen million for him, because I don't think he's worth it, Dave, I would take it and say, look, sir, go and go and start your career again, because he was given this mantle of being the next Portuguese super kid, and it just ends. It ends come off Dave we've, we've we've lost we're going to lose a lot of money on this kid this kid ain't going to make it um, and we'd be much better off come January if Fosun are saying to Gary O'Neill we'll give you 20 million pounds for your centre forward and if you can sell Fabio as well um, we'll give you that money go and buy a centre forward who's proven a bit, even if you've got to go to the championship, Dave, go and get somebody who hits the back of the net on a regular basis. A bit like what Ollie Watkins did. And he cost £33 million the same season that we bought Fabio Silva for £36 million. And one's really worked out. And one has been an absolute car crash, Dave. Mate, absolutely. And, and, and like you, and I think like many Wolves fans, we've wanted to give him the benefit. We've wanted it to work out. We wanted to stick with him. And even I was like, at, you know, and I'm quite positive and I've always tried to believe it's going to happen for him and starting to come to the same conclusion that maybe it's just not going to happen for him at Wolves. It just everything seems to go wrong for him. Maybe yeah, it'll if... stick, I don't know. But yeah, Craig. Yeah, I, 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 I wanted to talk about Silva because I'm quite, I'm quite concerned about him. You could, you, there's no way that that can pay thirty odd million pounds for somebody who plays the way that this guy plays at the moment. I mean, he looks clueless. But seeing him so upset at the end of the game, I am, I am really, really concerned about his his man management. Who's managing him? Uh, what we're doing with him? Uh, how we're coaching him? He looks, he looks bereft as a person. As he looks mentally broken as a as a as a football player. I that's yesterday he came on. The fact that he got booked 
within 10 seconds, was it? Because he was just running around like a headless chicken, trying, almost trying to prove himself. I think that was and what that, it was, Craig. Yeah, I think he was absolutely. And then, and then being back in our penalty area, doing his bit for the team. I mean, that kid clearly wants, wants to do well. But, but to watch him get that upset... I am really concerned. I mean, I mean, being a being an ex-man uh, manager, Chris will understand this. Um, you you do have to manage people in a different way according to the, the way they are, and and I am really concerned that we have we have not managed him at all because we we seem to be the only only football club that can't get anything out of him, and I would ask that question: Why? You know, he can go abroad to some top sides. And score goals for them. He come, he comes to us, and he looks, he looks bereft of any goals, any idea. League though, isn't it the Premier League? I, it's, I agree, Dave. But but he but but he still. I mean, he's missed some one to ones, hasn't he? Yeah. But I, I, I am I am just, and I'm not saying that he's good enough because I was very concerned yesterday. He looked to me as though like he'd regressed quite a lot. Um, what I am concerned about is how he's been managed, and I don't just mean on, on a football sense. I mean, mentally, he looked—he looked very, very fragile to me. I like everybody else's view on that. I think he's—I think he's just very low in confidence. I think the other thing is he was given the number nine shirt, which probably was a mistake um, because he's a number nine that's basically behind Wang, Kuna, Sasha, and in the League Cup. He came on behind Nathan Fraser as well, and when you become when, when you're behind like the academy striker as well, I don't know what. I mean, Gary obviously, you know, we've seen Gary O'Neill on Sky and the, and how he um, talks through the tactics and stuff like that. We've seen Gary um, articulate. He sees him every day in training, and he's not starting him. Uh, okay, he doesn't fancy him, does he, Dave? He doesn't fancy him at all. He doesn't fancy him. It, Gary O'Neill clearly doesn't rate him, does he? It, it's seeming, it's seeming that way. I mean, Manny's made a decent point here, actually. The who has, who has, who has uh, rated him as a Wolves manager? Well, no one. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but, but this, this is your problem. This is your problem when you have CEOs, chairman, and. Uh, Sort of non-football people as such, buying players that they think are good enough. There's what, a problem. What they should be doing, Keith, is they should be, they as the uh, responsible people should be doing something to aid his development because he he hasn't. Developed. I went to watch him train this week at the Halloween event. Absolutely, Chris. considering. Considering the way we played on Saturday, they were definitely preparing for a Halloween performance. But the he he wasn't very good in training, and I, w- I was watching him um, specifically for quite a while because he was by where I was sitting. And I, I actually sat there and thought, why aren't we? Why, why aren't we saying he's not doing it? We need to put our hands up and and, and rather than farm him out again because I don't think it's going to help him. We've got to try and do something. Why don't we go and get somebody like Ian Wright and get him and get him to coach him? Get well, a striker Bully, coach. Bully, Bully came on here and said, I'd love to have half an hour with him. Didn't yeah, I mean, but, yeah, but, you know, he's a, he's 
vice president of the club and he can't get half an hour. So why don't you know? It's got to happen from a football inside. We've got to get somebody, somebody to get him and coach because I, I just don't think he's his confidence is gone. He doesn't know where to run. He's he's all over the shop. He's just, he was just chasing after balls when he come on on Saturday and um, yeah, and really yeah, he if, if, if he. If he was being a lazy, selfish striker, which is what we wanted him to do, and being on the halfway line, he wouldn't have been there. We wouldn't have been there to get falsely given a penalty against in the first place. You know, it's just I just think we've got to. It's last chance saloon. We've got we've either got to step up and do something as a club and, and help him, or we, as Key says, he's got to go. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, I don't, think, I'm, you I'm, can, I don't think you can coach it. Yeah. No. You can either do this or you can't. It's an instinct being a goal scorer. It's an instinct turn one-on-one. You drop your shoulder and go around the keeper and you're slotting in. It's an instinct having three headers like yesterday. Oh. I mean, the, I know he was offside, but he—you've he, he, still got to put it in. Bur- you buried it. Yeah, it's an instinct knowing when to watch the line, work the line, bend your runs. It's an instinct that they're picked up at an early age because they've got this instinct. Now, like what Craig's just said about him going away to different leagues and what have you, just to put this into perspective, the Belgian top league and the Arriva Dersey in Holland are ranked 7th and 8th in Europe. The championship is ranked 5th. Oh, yeah, okay. mm. <laughs> so, let, let's be honest here. He's playing League One football to get 10 goals in a season. Now, yesterday on TalkSport, now I know we all we, we, we don't all like TalkSport and what have you, but there were two pundits on TalkSport yesterday that have said he's no, no better than a, a League One player. Now, this is coming from people that have played in the Premier League and they've said there's no way on earth he's going to play um, a, a standard better than League One with what he's shown at the moment now. I'm not I'm not slagging him off. He wears a wolf shirt. As soon as he runs on the pitch, I'll, I'll literally pray and come on, son. This could be the this could be the one. He is a million. If Patrick Catroni didn't ma- get make it, this kid isn't as good as Patrick Catroni because Patrick Catroni scored twenty five goals in Syria A, right? So Patrick Catroni was a better player at this age than Fabio Silva, and he couldn't cut it. 
No, it's all about culture, everything like this. As I've said before, I think the old man has a lot of input into Fabio Silva as well because he gets a cut of every time he gets a transfer. So <laughs> we, 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 we've, we've signed up to a package here for a lot of money for a kid that's unproven. And it's almost like they're digging their heels in. It's got to work. We're going to look stupid if it doesn't work. And unfortunately, you're going to you're going to look stupid because if we give Fabio Silva a run of ten games in this team, we're going to be down by the bottom again. To be honest, mate, I think I think you make the the, the point. I think it's come to the point. I think January something will happen. Um, I know for a full fact that Wolves are looking to bring in a, another forward in January. Of you know, um, Jack was in there. We. I've, I was having a chat with someone the weekend that is an agent, and I know Wolves are looking at bringing in a, a, a couple of forwards that they're looking at. I think Fabio, if you get like you say, if they recoup some of the money, but I also think Sutty, in some ways, you're right because they bought him in for 35 million, and it was Jeff's baby, kind of okay. It was um, Gestitute that sold him on it, and they pay, ended up paying the money, and they went and paid it, but. Because they paid so much money for him, it's almost like we've got to make it work. I can't lose the money on it. And it's just like this chicken or the egg at some point, something's got to give. So I don't know. We'll Dave, see. Dave, Dave, none of that 10 minutes, by the way, where we've just been saying that, that means that we need to see any of that stuff that's been on social media as a result of Saturday. It's, no, it's and, and that's disgusting. Absolutely. And we covered this in quite a big. Uh, 10 minute segment earlier on in the podcast where basically we were talking about like you can did you, you can have a go in terms of the ability and performance and stuff like that whether he's right whether he's not whether it's time to go but that's a chat that people have in pubs and talks and we're talking about here about players do they fit you don't like eight nurry you're not going on to eight nurry's social media and Tell him to f off out the club. You waste of space and, and calling him names. It's what some people have. In the days, the Wolves player, I say what I say because I want him to improve. I don't say what I say because I want to abuse him. Yeah, because that ain't yeah. going to help. And to be fair, the majority of the Wolves fans, and I've been at most games, they've been singing his name, trying to encourage him and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm sure that there's probably people all over the world that have Wolves fans that. Think it's a cool thing to go and do this. We don't know who they are. They well, it's constructive criticism, isn't it, Dave? If you, you, we're all allowed to criticise. It's a, we can go back to wearing this poppy. These people died so we could have free speech, Dave. Now, I quite like Eight Nori, my good friend here. We've had some good chats about certain footballers, you know, over text messages. There's players I like. There's players he doesn't like. I don't then go on to the players that he doesn't like, onto their Instagram and all of this, and start saying, I hope you break your legs in the next game and all this. It's just, I mean, you know yourself, Dave, that I know, I know that you have had some quite horrible things said about you on, um, on, on Twitter and things like that. And you know for a fact that I've called these people out on Twitter and uh, and and basically said to him, if you're ever at an away game, I'm quite a recognisable bloke. Let's have it. Let's have a chat. We'll have a chat because they've actually said what. If you remember, one bloke actually um, said you'll get your head filled in if you go to an away game. To me, I said, fine. You come and find me. I bet you you don't come and find me. 
and he didn't believe it or not dave he didn't come and find me um i actually got an apology the following day because he claimed to be drunk so um, i didn't, didn't want to take that up but it's it's not really the thing to do is go on uh, social media and wish harm to people this kid he's a young kid dave if he was my son i'd be devastated for him yeah, i agree and um i want i want the best for him right it hasn't worked but we can't keep pushing him into the middle lane of a motorway because this is what it's like at the moment and saying go on son see how many cars you can dodge he's gonna come a right cropper dave and it, it it's almost do you know when you get sort of um shell shocked and every time you can see the crowds all tense every time he gets a chance it's so tense because if he misses it you can hear the disappointment and he must hear it and feel it as well and i don't want this for this lad he's 21 for god's sake he's got he should have another 13 14 years left kid's going to be a dithering wreck if he stays at molyneux much longer mate well said uh craig craig yeah. we're going to come on to um performance rating man of the match highlight of the day um a five dave and that was a five for the first half um well that have had a nine for the first half because they totally bossed it but that but that second half performance was was literally appalling uh, the passing the the control the thought line it, it just, the whole thing was a disaster and and how you can go from being in total control to be under the ammo was so a five overall um the highlight for me uh was the uh, uh better god first goal uh was 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 a screamer i know it took a bit of a of a, de a deflection but yeah it was a um really really uh great great goal man of the match um lamina he, he just gets better and better and better and there's another point isn't it that certain players suit certain clubs and he's you've never noticed him as being this good a player until he comes to wolves and he wanted to be here and and he's always wanted to be here and it shows doesn't it absolutely i mean he's a leader on the pitch without a shadow of a yeah, doubt he and he's he's putting in eight out of ten performances pretty much every week lamina and fair yeah. play to me seems to suit him uh chris same to you mate uh, just on just on what Craig said there about Lamina, um, so I used to live near Southampton. I lived in Andover, about thirty miles away, and I've still got friends from down there. And a couple of them have said to me, they're Southampton fans, that they, they cannot believe the player that we've got in Lamina because he wasn't at, at yeah. Saints when he was there. He wasn't anything like that, like he was for them. And um, don't forget, Lamina was there. What? Uh, five, six, seven years ago, he's gone away. Yeah. He's grown up, and this might happen to Fabio Silva. One day, he yeah. might turn yeah. into an absolute Ronaldo yeah. world-class person. But, like, Lamina's matured. He's got experience. And now he, and he was a little bit out of his depth in the Premier League when he was younger. He's come back, and now he looks like a monster in the middle of the park. And, and to be fair, Dave, it's one of the things he said to me, he couldn't win a tackle when he was at Southampton in the first um, period. His spell at Southampton couldn't win a tackle in midfield. He was powerful, and look at him now. He's he's a monster for us in midfield. He yeah. is, mate. Great. Anyway, um, performance. I, I I gave it a five. I did the report for you on your website. I gave it a five. Um, pretty much the same as Craig. Didn't turn up in the second half. We bossed the first half, so I'll give him a five because we didn't we didn't we didn't earn anything after half time. Um, 
I want to talk a little bit about uh, the referee, not because of the penalty, but his general refereeing decisions. The second or third time I think we've had that guy this season already. Yeah. Um, he's not very good. You know, he, he booked Bulldog, I think, 35 minutes in. He should have been booked before that. He made two fouls. He pulled somebody that ran past him in the second half about three minutes into it. Should have been gone. The guy shouldn't have been Absolutely. on the pitch to get a penalty. But Absolutely. that's not been mentioned by, by anybody. Um, he was shocking. Um, I actually gave him the man of the match because I feel he actually was the only person that really throughout the game affected the match properly. Um, I think I think that Craig's right. Probably uh, Lamina was probably our best player. Kuna was not far off. I don't know why people are saying he wasn't very good. Again, he was driving the ball forward. Um I think I think in summary, I think that game yesterday shows how effective Mr. Neto is for us. And not I having him it. not having him straight away. Shall I do want to say that this is the article by Chris on the Always Wolves website. It's a full match report. You can see his writing there. Uh he's actually put down man of the ref match the referee. <laughs> um, <laughs> Also, the, the thing as well there, it was six minutes added time. He gave the penalty on 100 minutes. 90 plus six doesn't make 100 in my book. And no. you've got to be doing something seriously wrong from minute 90 to minute 96 to find four extra minutes. That's that's effectively one every one and a quarter minutes. Chris, Chris, Chris on that point, do you, do you think, I mean, I've got, a, I've got a view. Do you remember when Nuno singled out Lee Mason, he called him out. And he said, Lee Mason is not fit to referee in the Premier League. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. When, it, when have we, from that point, when have we ever had any rubber the green from these corrupt, cheating, no. black-wearing referees? And, 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 and Howard Webb, in my opinion, should resign. Because I, just actually, to, I just have to say, allegedly corrupt, we have to say. Allegedly corrupt, they are corrupt, and 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 Howard Webb should resign. <laughs> I think, I think they should, you're the they, only allegedly one between us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Howard Webb should resign because is it not a case that actually refereeing standards are declining, they're not improving under his leadership? Well, to be honest, I mean, again, this was something we pulled. I mean, Jack, uh, if you listen to the start of this show, if you're just catching up, Jack had a two-page summary and he made exactly this point about uh, Howard Webb should be made accountable because, yeah. you know, things are going downhill. Um, Anthony uh, Taylor um, was a referee last week. He got demoted to the championship. Did you see what balls will be made this weekend? No. Have a look for it. He made a right hour today in the championship or yesterday. But, but the problem is it doesn't, it doesn't give us those six points back, does he? No, it no. It doesn't give us the points that would have put us six instead of where we are. And, and, and the big problem here, that, that in my opinion, it's a whitewash this is. There's, there's, there's no accountability whatsoever. The FI are, are inept, in my opinion, on this subject. They are inept. They are, they are what, why they get paid for running our game, I've got no idea. They are useless. But they're okay in writing to Matt Hobbs when he calls them a useless bunch of cretins. And, and, and saying you brought the game into disrepute. How about um, uh, charging Howard Webb for, for actually wrecking the game of football at the moment with 
that but decisions so bad that it's costing teams more than three or four places in the league table. That's serious. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that they're bringing the uh, the game into disrepute with they all the are. decisions uh, they're doing. So, T, uh, did you give us your moment of the day, Chris? I can't remember if you did. Um... I don't think I had a moment of the day, Dave. I think you're right. Yeah, there's two things, three things I like in life, really, outside of normal life. It's football, Formula One, and boxing. The Formula One was crap on Saturday as well because they've ruined that sport, and and they're now ruining football as well. It's, I just give up with this rule changes, computers. It's driving me nuts. Driving you nuts. Sooty, uh, back over to you um, for your performance rating, sir. Five. Five, five, yeah. You can't give any more than five if you lose, Dave. A loss is a loss at the end of the day. Okay. Um, Man of the match for you? Lamina. Lamina, why? Proper engine, any? Like, yeah. never stops. He, he <laughs> you could see him, Dave, as the game went on in the second half. And it, well, you were there. It was lashing down, wasn't it? And you could see certain figures in the team when we went 1-0 down. You could see them dropping and dropping. Not him. He keeps driving. Cunha's the same. People who say, oh, he's a... Cunha, okay, he's a lot of money. It, it, I know he doesn't score every week, but my God, he puts a shift in that. He does, and this is what... He... Well, I can't understand why when the people are on about, yeah, let's sell Cunha. He's like, he's up there with one of that. Yeah. Well, if you put Cunha in a top six side, Dave, he's going to get 15 goals. But we have never been blessed with three, four goals a game. Never. Um, it's, it, it, you know, it, it's always been said as well that we struggled against the team, the bottom three teams, don't we? Um, which is actually a myth, Dave, because we don't. Well, no, I mean, if you look at, uh, again, we, I mean, we could be coming back. If you'd have said we'd get seven points out of 12 or eight points out of 12 from Luton, um, Everton, um, obviously Sheffield, what's the other one? Bournemouth, Ooh. away from home, that's not too bad. We should have probably well, have had at least that eight. Well, well, since we came up into the Premier League, Dave, against all the relegated sides, we, that's, we've... This is not including this season, but there's a possible 90 points up for grabs against those relegated sides. And we've got took 49 points out of the 90, averaging 1.83 points per game against the teams that got relegated. So it's a bit of a myth that we don't perform well against bottom sides. Um, we don't perform well, very well against sides around us, which would actually allow us to pull away from them. There's, that's our problem. That's um, very we, good point. we turn up for teams like Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, all of these teams. But your Crystal Palaces, your Brentford, your West Ham's and that, we just don't turn up for, mate. And that's the reality. That's where we drop points. Um, but going on to referees, these referees... Well, time is it, Dave? It's, oh, it's 20 past 10. They're a bunch of useless bastards, Dave, to be honest. <laughs> Get in there, they are, <laughs> they are, Dave, the worst, the worst referees that this game has ever seen. They, they don't command any respect. 
on field or off field now and they have two passive right and the game has become all about them they like to be center of attention right if the referee becomes center of attention the game has been poor they should it's be invisible really. so so re yeah they should if a referee's had a really good game you won't really talk about him but the trouble with the game today dave is we all called for it all of us saying about this and about that and We've tried to create a, a game, a pure game, that's become too clinically clean. And we've killed it. And it's cost us. And it'll never change. It ain't going away. They'll never get rid of it. We've got to get used to it. It's shit. We all know it's shit now. But we, it's almost wishing for the ultimate life. Um almost like um you've got 20 million quid in the bank but then your missus leaves you who you love to bits the 20 million pound means nothing dave without that missing link we've lost it now dave it's gone and to add insult to to injury dave it costs every home team thirty-two thousand quid per game to have that screen on the side of the pitch they you. might as well hang their jackets on like an old exercise bike in the corner of your bedroom at home gathering dust and cobwebs while them idiots in them sheds at stockley park who've never kicked a ball in their life are playing little games putting grids on pitches when it works sometimes it works sometimes it don't the game has changed forever and it's never going to be back to what we saw pre-var it's gone dave so you've got to get used to it it's going to be loads of this so if i was you i wouldn't even discuss it dave because we're making them center of attention all the time sooty sooty couldn't it be improved overnight you could you, you take var out, out of the hands of webb and his bunch of corrupt uh referees and i and i'll say it again they are corrupt they're morally corrupt if not financially corrupt um you take VAR out of the out of their hands and you and you put ex professionals in the box that know the game, that have played the game, you can you can teach them the laws of the game within next to no time and they are independent because what is crystal clear that some of the ex referees have come out and they've said it, I didn't want to pull him up because I didn't want to make him feel any worse on that day. That 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 is not what their job is. Their job is yeah. to uphold the laws of that particular game, not look after their mates. You're going back to trying to change the FA again, Craig. Well, well Josh made a really good point here. Um, it's laughable the other way that they, at the Liverpool Spurs game where the VAR operator was no ruling on the game was telling the refs at Stockley Park over the mics to them that they've got it wrong. I mean, that says everything. Anyway, your highlight of the day, mate, before we go on to the quiz. Well, you're going you're gonna to absolutely crucify me here, Dave, because um, I had to leave at quarter to five to run back to the train station because my brother-in-law had to get a train to London from Sheffield right. at ten past five and he had to leave his suitcase in my car. Ah. So as we're coming out the ground, we hear a cheer and I said to him, we must have scored 
because if it'd be much louder than that if they've scored and then all these Sheffield United supporters pile out. So we pile into their reception, main reception, where there's a screen and we're watching the highlights of Bellegarde score. Then we've come out with, you know, cock a hoop that we've stolen a point because at that point we'd stolen a point. And um, by the time I got back to the train station, Dave, we'd bloody blown it all, ballsed it up. So quite funny actually looking back Dave this is Wolves at the end of the day we do this sort of thing don't we it's what we do you ready for the quiz then so go on the quiz this week is on uh, Dave Jones you've got the opportunity to go first second or third what you're picking I'll go first Craig second or third because Chris second second please let Chris have the hard one well, you, well, Chris, have you lost yet, Chris? He's unbeaten so far. So, uh, Sutty, you're going first, yeah? Go on, then. What is James Dave Jones' full name? Is it David Jones, David John Jones, David Julian Jones, or David Ronald Jones? <laughs> B. You're going with B? Yeah. David John Jones. You've missed, mate. It's David Ronald Jones. Yeah, DR Jones. You look at Chris nodding. Uh Craig, you're next up. Uh what was the last club Dave Jones managed before taking over Wolves manager in two thousand and one? Was it Southampton, Sheffield Wednesday, Everton, or Preston North End? Um so, I, I've just got really vivid memories of him uh, managing Southampton, so I'm going to say Southampton. Smashed it. Top yeah. corner. Well done. Um, Chris, who did Dave Jones take over from as manager of Wolves? Was it Graham Taylor, Mark McGee, Colin Lee or Glenn Hoddle? Jeez. <laughs> Graham Taylor, Mark I McGee, think it's Graham Taylor. Taylor. Graham Taylor. Graham Taylor, did you say? Is that you locking yeah. that in? Yeah, yeah. Ballooned it over the bar, mate. Oh. Glenn Hoddle. <laughs> Glenn Hoddle. He's in the lead after after the first round of penalties. Was it Glenn Hoddle? Uh, no, it was Colin Lee. Oh, I'll never got that. <laughs> okay, Sutty, for your second penalty, he's placed the ball on the spot. He's eyeing up the keeper. Uh, what division were Wolves in when Dave Chuck Jones took over as manager? Was it League One, League Two, the Championship, or the Premier League? Championship. Smashes it. Top corner. Two out of two. Chris is. No, it's Craig next. No, I'm just saying Chris is getting stressed. He might get beaten. No, I'm not, not getting stressed. Okay, Craig. Yeah. What league does this is to keep level with um with Sutty? What place what place in the league did Wolves finish in Dave Jones' first full season? Was it third, fourteenth, eighteenth, or bottom? I, I think that uh, hang, hang on, I'm just I've, I've, I've got memories again of, of, of finishing third when we blew that eleven point 
lead um, when when he when he had a go at the banner, you've let us down again. I'm going to say third. Do you know what you've done, Craig? You've run up to the ball, about to strike it. You've given the keeper the eye. The keeper's dived, and you've rolled it into the other side. Beautifully taken. Well Thank worked you. out. Thank Slots you. it away. So pressure's on Chris. He has to get this right. <laughs> Stay unbeaten. Okay. I thought it was a Wolves quiz, not Dave Bloody Jones. Uh, yeah, shut, shut up, Mounting Answer. Oh, the look, he don't like it when it suits him. He's, uh, he okay. don't like it when it's up for Mr. Mannering. Steve Sturridge, who went on to score 28 goals in 75 appearances for Wolves in the league, was signed by Dave Jones for a bargain £350,000 from which club? Leicester City, Derby County, Queen's Park Rangers or Birmingham City? It's Derby. You're going for Derby? Yeah. Are you sure you want to go for Derby? Yeah, what my son's name, don't you? Nathan Dean Humphreys, named after two strikers. Okay, well, you've missed. It is Leicester No, City. it's Derby. You've ah. Leicester anyway. <laughs> you never did Leicester. City, mate. That's what's in the uh. book. You never even said Leicester. I did. I said Leicester City, Derby County, Queen's Park Rangers or Birmingham City. <laughs> I'm going to watch this back. You only gave me three options. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's anyway. you got your day VAR here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get booked for dissent if you keep it up. Chris. Anyway. <laughs> you have got the chance to get a consolation penalty uh, coming up. So, third set of penalties. It's Sutty 2, Craig 2, Chris 0. Um, so, Sutty, your final penalty. Which player... Can I, can I just... I've got one wrong. Have you? Yeah. This is this is all going a bit wrong, this. I tell you, this is bloody stuff. Oh, yes, you got the first one wrong, Sutty. Of course you did. You got one out of two. So Are you Howard Webb in disguise, Dave? Listen, you I've it, got the VAR. Have you ever been destroyed? <laughs> yeah, you went, it was Ronald Jones. Yeah, you've got one out of two, Sutty. That is correct. My apologies on that one. I got carried away with Chris's stress. Um, so, yeah, so to, to, to give yourself a chance, uh, Sutty, of taking it to a decider, you have to put the pressure on Craig by getting this penalty. Which player who would go on to score 26 goals in 75 appearances for Wolves in the league, did Dave Jones sign from Blackburn Rovers in 2001? Was it Alex Ray, Nathan Blake, Sean Newton or Colin Cameron? Nathan Blake. Smacked it. Nice. Top corner. And that means you've got two out of three. And you're hanging on by your fingernails. But Craig, to get the be the first person to claim victory over cheerful Chris, charismatic Craig, you've got this opportunity to take the title off him. After being sacked by Wolves in November 2004, who did, which club did Dave Jones take over as manager? Was it Watford, Stockport County, Cardiff City or Coventry City? It was Cardiff. 
Hey, he's a victor. Three out of three. <laughs> Look yeah. at that mischievous laugh. Well, well done. I will ask the final question just for a bit. Hang on, Dave. Hang on, hang on, Dave. Can I have me a moment? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Hey. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. <laughs> you don't like it. Hey, right, there's, you... no, there's no glory in this, mate. He's been all right cock up this last I want, I want referee. Just for a bonus round, for a bit of fun. Um, Where's Wolves my third won. question? Wolves won, and every, this is just a, a bonus game that everyone can give an answer from. There's no A, B, C, D or E. It's nearest to the <laughs> nearest wins. Um, Sutty, uh, is it, who went first? It's Sutty goes first, yeah. Wolves won 75 games whilst Dave Jones was manager. For how many games was he manager, Sutty? Nearest wins this bonus round. Um, 181. So you've gone for 181. Uh, Chris, what's your guess? 142. 142. Craig? 135. Whoa! The correct answer, who is six off the mark, incredibly, is Sutty, because he, he did manage 187 games. Well yeah, done. Yeah, well done, Such. That was a good guess, that was. So good finally, lad. just to finish off with today... Thoughts and score prediction for next week against Tottenham, Chris? Uh, I think we'll be back to normality next week uh, against a decent side. I think we'll, um, I think we'll, we'll manage to <laughs> scrape a two-one win. Manage to scrape a two-one win. Um, so, T. We'll do to Tottenham what Sheffield United did to us yesterday. I'm going 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Craig? 3-2 three, Wolves. 3-2 three, Wolves. And you'll have to wait for my preview to see mine. Uh, finally, just has to say a big thank you to Creation Wolf for powering the show. Uh, the, if you want your brand accelerated digitally, make sure you get onto that. Also, don't forget, if you want another Christmas idea, this bottle... The link's in the description below. And if you've not got your NordVPN, I don't know why you haven't because it's such a great deal. The link's in for that as well. Uh, God bless you all. Been a really long, uh, but lots of topical to discussion uh, tonight. Thank you for joining us in the chat. If you're brand new, please subscribe. If you've enjoyed it, take a second, smash the like button. And if you're listening to it back on catch-up or on the podcast, we hope you enjoy it. From all of us here, until the next one, Always Wolves. Always Wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.